Hey, this is Matt McGinley again for the official chamber on Tuesday, September 3rd. Hope you had a nice summer vacation and everybody's getting back into the swing of things. Uh, Even though summer doesn't officially end until September 23rd, it's back to school and back to business for pretty much everybody in the the United States. Uh, We're going to be launching this week the official chamber and sending out invitations And we're going to be loading up all of the marketing resources so everybody can download whatever they need. And opening up the Facebook group and the uh, live webcasts. So there will be a lot more information coming. And I hope you enjoy it. So uh, with the next podcast today, we're going to go back to uh, uh, the inception, conception, the inspiration, I guess, um, behind the official chamber, how it came to be. Um, what the ideas were, how it was beta tested, and um, why I kind of have hung on to this idea uh, that it would be successful. So anyway, uh, without further ado, we're going to switch back over to me as I uh, explain the concepts behind and the inspiration behind uh, the official chamber. Thank you, listener. See you soon. Hello, dear listener. Today I'm speaking to you from a room, a room maybe in a house, a white house with a white picket fence. Maybe it's in the suburbs, maybe it's a house by the shore with a porch and chairs that overlook the beach. Maybe it's a house that has a room deep in the forest where you can hear the birds and the trees rustle. But wherever you're listening, your room. It's a room that you come home to at night, maybe take off your shoes, sit down in a chair, have something to drink and a meal, and enjoy your house and enjoy your room. And this is the reason why you work, to be able to have that room, to be able to have that sense of peace and relaxation and enjoyment. One of the things that I've been working on for the past 10 years or so is a general idea of helping business people. And by that I mean helping them with what I've learned in marketing and advertising and media. And as I set forth to do that, I found that the world of advertising, media and marketing was ever expanding. And it began to expand at an exponential pace. And it seemed the more I tried to help, the more I had to learn. And I began to see the not only impossibility of it, but the futility of it. And even as a professional trying to learn this, I saw it was even more frustrating for business people as they too were trying to learn it and understand it and apply it to their business. So 10 years ago, I went to my Chamber of Commerce and I started to try to explain what was happening and how to get a grasp on it. And there just wasn't enough time in a day, in a week, for me to give the amount of information to people. Uh, I could give the time, but they didn't have the time to give to take it all in. 
And that's where I saw this gap occurring. And the gap began to get wider and wider and wider. And with it, the language of media and marketing and advertising began to change. And it started to become unrecognizable even to me. Because so much of it has been invented in the past 10 years, in the past five years, even in the past year, things have changed. Now, things change daily. So, what's the ability of anyone to help anyone in business with respect to marketing, advertising, and media? The only thing that I've seen that's actually worked is the idea of a group focused on each individual aspect of media, marketing, and advertising. In many cases, the business owners trying to do something like Facebook, and they have the parts pretty much laid out in front of them and instructions, but it's like putting that bicycle together on Christmas Eve. You know you can do it. You think you know how to do it. <clears throat> but there's just not enough time. And the idea is not to put the bike together or even the satisfaction of having put the bike together or learning how to put bikes together. The satisfaction is the job is done, the tree is there, the bicycle is there, and the child comes down and sees their bicycle and they're happy. And that's basically what it all boils down to is making your customers happy. How to deliver that. So in the idea of media marketing and advertising, you don't need to know how to build a bicycle. You don't need the instructions on how to put it together. What you really want is just the happiness of the customer when they get that thing that they need. So the idea I had 10 years ago or so was something called Official Chamber. And I'll tell you a story about how it came to being and why I think it would work and why I've actually given myself the gift of bringing it into fruition today. I don't know whether you've ever heard of it, but there's a virtual game called Second Life. I call it a game because, like many things, uh, it's a distraction and an entertainment. But what Second Life affords you is the ability to have an avatar to walk through a virtual world where you can be, do, or create anything you want, but it's virtual. Um, this was about, oh well, it was 2009 actually. And in these virtual worlds, also known as the metaverse, one had avatars and you could build a house or a boat. Um, you would purchase land you could basically do anything you wanted to. And when I say do anything you wanted to, if you wanted to be a, a, a squirrel instead of a human, you could do that. Um, if you wanted to fly around, you could do that. If you wanted to uh, speak other languages, you could do that. But the idea was that in this general virtual world, we would strip away all of the problems of communication, all the differences, I guess, all of the things that make life painful, relieve the suffering, sickness, and 
in this perfect world, we were only left with one thing, trying to make connections with other people and trying to feel emotion. And what I learned in this virtual world through the help of other people, and let me explain, people that were representatives of companies, of universities, uh, people who were exploring this virtual space to understand the next generation of how humans, human beings interact with computers, how they interact with smartphones, how they interact with websites, and indeed how they will interact with each other in the future. And what I learned was that the emotional, the feelings, the emotion, the emotions that were released, the endorphins that were created for any emotion were as real in a virtual world as they are in real life. So the exhilaration of flying, uh, we had one person who was a quadriplegic and when they went into second life as an avatar and could fly, uh, it was a mind-bending experience for them because they truly felt uh, free, no longer bound by the wheelchair as a quadriplegic. And more and more, as I began to talk to people in second life, I found out that they were having love affairs, uh, that these relationships were very real to them. Uh, people had never met each other in real life. They could actually, you know, make the connection and exchange emails or phone numbers and call them, you know, and actually talk to the real person, which is something that I did. Uh, and I'll tell you why in a second. You see, what was starting to happen was that as I began to meet people, I found that they were discussing their real-world problems, real-world difficulties, and trying to find answers for them in the virtual world. So even though they had a business problem uh, in the real world, they weren't able to discuss it with colleagues for whatever reason, and would bring it to Second Life in hopes of finding help, I guess, in a anonymous way so that they wouldn't be judged. Well, we formed something called TOCC, which was the official Chamber of Commerce of Second Life. And it was pretty popular. By popular, I would mean to say that people accepted it and they accepted what we were doing. Basically, what we did was we bought uh, enough land to have our own island and uh, on it we built um, a replica of the Burj Al Arab Hotel in Dubai. And in this uh, replica, we had a certain number of rooms, and we rented these out as conference rooms and meeting rooms on a monthly basis to businesses. So it was kind of a corporate park where businesses could hold private meetings uh, and conferences and do demos of Second Life or anything else that they wanted to do. Uh, we had Honeywell doing smart homes. Uh, we had the University of Alberta. Uh, we had a couple of other uh, private companies that were doing experiments um, in entertainment, uh, also in education. But uh, the, the thing that, that started to happen was with the experimentation,
we were finding that uh, people were forming uh, smaller groups of assistants. So, you know, one person would come in with a problem. Uh, we would introduce them to a couple of people within the chamber. And then we would find that they would kind of seek their own level and find the right people for their particular point of acceptance for training or coaching or change relative to their problem. So it was kind of like, you know, if the person had the wherewithal to find their way into second life and they were real, you know, they were ready and willing to, you know, take this on and do this. Um, we were there to guide them. That's kind of how we looked at it. And, you know, it wasn't like we were walking up to people as avatars and saying, you know, excuse me, do you need a guide? Um, you know, we just put the official Chamber of Commerce out there and mostly businesses that were interested in Second Life and how to use it as a business solution, uh, they eventually found us. So, that was in 2009. So, in the intervening 10 years, you know, I've been working at business in terms of talking to business owners. And, I, you know, more and more I run into it as uh, a quandary for business owners that it's, you know, the first question is, what is all of this out here now? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, I've got to use LinkedIn. I have a blog. They're telling me to do videos. I need a funnel. I need to do email. Um, video, video, video. I need a book. I need, uh, you know, and, and the list goes on and on. And everything has to be put together in the right order. Everything has to be put together to work interoperably with each other. It all has to get back to the CRM. It all has to get back to whatever is internally working for accounting and billing and invoicing and maintaining contracts. Ideally, all of this data should feed into finance and it should not be, you know, an area of the business that is apart from everything else. So, you know, that's the main thing that's going on right now is how do you bring marketing into a company, you know, as customer acquisition, customer retention, being able to glean research from these interactions with people and then apply them to the business, understand what the customer is looking for, apply it to the business, constantly getting feedback from the customer and applying it to the business while the business is running. Uh, you know, uh, the analogy I've been trying to explain is it's like trying to change the tires uh, on a car in a race, you know, while the car is still moving. Um, you have to bring the car into the pits, change the tires, and put it back into the race. So, the official chamber, the idea of it is rather than trying to find, you know, the perfect solution, you know, put the problem out there, put the degree to which a person's interested in having it solved, 
what aspects they want solved and see who it attracts, see who gravitates towards that connection and that communication. Um, in the chamber, we're going to amass experts in the various business areas that are necessary to run a business. Uh, we're going to be working with things like legal, uh, accounting, insurance, HR. These are the things that are necessary for any business to run. Um, we're basically establishing the idea and the e-myth that, you know, there's a technical part to the business of, you know, what a skilled craftsperson or trained professional does and the idea of them being able to do that to satisfy what the, the customer needs. So, you know, it might be you're an eye doctor or chiropractor. Uh, could be that you're a dentist. It could be you're a lawyer. Uh, you could be uh, a mechanic, a baker. Uh, you could be running a spa or salon. Those are all technical expertise that you have to have to provide the service to the customer. However, the day-to-day -day business operation, what's running the business, the fuel of invoicing, collecting payments, paying vendors, paying taxes, paying payroll, keeping track of expenses, looking at the margin, all of that aspect of running a business, that's pretty much static. It has to happen daily, regularly, consistently or the business doesn't run well. So within that framework is also marketing. And a lot of people don't see that that marketing piece of the puzzle has to fit in there as well. So a lot of times businesses come into uh, the marketing question, basically saying that they need more money, which to them means more customers and one of the first things that we explain is that marketing is an investment and it's ex and a, an expense. So unless you're able to ascertain uh, how much you can invest and what the expected return on investment is, it's very difficult to just say, yes, we're going to go out and get you more customers. Uh, sometimes it's not a question of getting more customers but doing more business with the customers you have. And we address that too. Uh, in extreme situations, we've seen that some businesses actually have uncollected um, receivables out in the marketplace, out on the street, that they should be paying attention to and trying to collect. So that's it in a nutshell, if that's a pretty big nutshell. And, um, you know, I hope to have you as part of the official chamber, either as a, a business member or contributor as a business service, uh, you know, B2B services to help other businesses, or as a consultant, <clears throat> or excuse me, or a media or marketing agency uh, to help these businesses. Uh, we hope that uh, together, uh, you'll find the answers that you're looking for, and uh, I hope that this is able to provide you with more success for your business. So thanks a lot for listening, dear listener, and uh, we'll talk again soon. 
Have a good day.